So I just sat down with Tony Yu. Um, Tony Yu is the founder of Vessi Footwear. It is a completely waterproof shoe. Um, it is locally here in uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. They are they have a Kickstarter campaign going on right now. If you guys want to go support them, they have raised over, uh, I believe, 1.4, 1.5 million US dollars thus far with two um, Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, Tony's a highly, highly, highly highly intelligent person um, that we got on initially just to talk um, style and design and, and marketing and advertisement and business management, etc., etc. He's the business mind uh, rather than the uh, design mind behind Vessi Footwear. Uh, he has a partner, Andy, that does handles most of the design. Uh, this one went deep. Um, I'm going to listen back to this one as a consumer. There's a couple of podcasts that we go through that I'm like, shit, I need to listen to this again and then listen to it again and then listen to it one more time um, just to fully absorb all the information here um you know we talked design and footwork for the first um half 45 minutes and then we got really deep into uh you know the future of technology uh social economic um economic trends etc etc we went deep um so if you want to take a listen deep dive on this one uh if you're a thoughtful insightful listener um this one is for you uh deep dive on this enjoy What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome everybody back to the Think Space Podcast episode 14, episode 15, I don't know, something like that. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm sitting down with um, an entrepreneur, a fan, a founder, a CEO, uh, a local Vancouver, right? Somebody that um, built something big. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. Someone that made something monumental um, in terms of a product. I'm sitting down with Tony Yu, who is the founder of Vessi Footwear, uh, and if you don't already own a pair. They are the comfortable, stretchy, breathable, completely waterproof um, shoe made for Vancouver's backyard. Uh, am I misquoting that at all, Tony? No, that was good. That's that something like that? Yeah. All right. It's better than me. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, so you have, it's like a boot, a shoe, and a sock all in one. How did you get that? How did you pull that concept together? What is the like? What's the background of the company? There's so much to dive into here, but uh, you know, first and foremost, what, what gave you this idea? Yeah, so I, I can't take the credit for that one. Oh no um, way! Yeah, I have a, a really smart co-founder, uh, Andy. So okay, shout out uh, Andy. Yeah, yeah, he's the uh, he's the guy behind it. Um, he's the guy with the materials, mm. uh, and then the passion for shoes. I actually don't know much about shoes. Uh, more about marketing, but gotcha. Oh, so you're the business mind. Yeah, I'm the the business forefront, business development guy. Mm, yeah. mm, uh, mm. How to structure it, like the creative vision uh, gotcha. moving forward, but the actual science behind it. The actual science behind it is, uh, I know about it now. Um, yeah, but how it was was it was developed from from Andy first. Okay, um, he retooled the entire manufacturing process, uh, fit that new material into a shoe. Um, Crazy. He knows everything about the, the shoe Got game, you. So. Got you. Uh, but yeah, there's three co-founders. Uh, there's myself, uh, Michaela, and then uh, Andy. So yeah, yeah. Your shoe is 100% vegan. What does that mean? <laughs> so I saw that, it on the web. Yeah. So that that just means um, there's there's no animal byproducts, right? So <laughs> okay. mo most glue they use uh, animal fat. Oh uh, no way. In uh, waterproof materials, they'll use uh, uh, some animal fat in there as well. Uh, but we don't use any of that. So it's all like synthetic or uh, cool. 
call it uh, we call it creature free so creature free yeah creature free. i love it when i think of vegan i think of like nam or i think of uh um uh, you know skinny people from vancouver <laughs> i don't right. think of a shoe but yeah. no that's awesome uh was that a big point for you guys like was that a point of emphasis for you guys or did that just kind of happen the whole vegan thing yeah so the vegan thing is uh it's more on the sustainability issue Mm -hmm. uh because when we look at say like leather shoes or uh animal made goods yeah uh it the life cycle of an animal requires a lot of input uh which produces a lot of Methane gas is bad for the environment. Absolutely. Uh, global warming. So, yeah, these uh, things are not good. <laughs> yeah. Buzzwords. Buzzwords. But, uh, yep. Um, yeah. So, I think uh, it's kind of one initiative mm-hmm. to just be a more sustainable, eco friendly type company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, leather shoes are inherently like pretty wasteful. Oh. So, if you're thinking about leather, you're taking hide off of or like skin off of an animal, uh, which requires a lot of input like feed yeah. um, and housing and housing yeah uh, mm. the entire lifespan uh, just produces a lot of waste yeah uh, on top of that when the leather is actually actually treated um, it goes through like a whole tanning process the dyeing process cool and it wastes a lot of water huge water consumption these are things I would never think of yeah so it's like a it's a whole there's a whole side to it right um, so just going back a little bit more like uh, the textile industry yeah. is the biggest contributor to water pollution in the world. I had no idea. So every single year it contributes about 20% uh, to global water pollution. Wow. And that's because, that's because of the, um, the, the water that is used to treat this type of material. Um, so leathers, uh, cotton, uh, grow, all, all the inputs that go in uh, are wasteful. Mm. But the most wasteful part is um, the fact that when these these clothes are made or shoes or uh, whatever, it's the materials thrown out. So like oh yeah. So huh. mo- most people don't know what how shoes are made. No, right? I, yeah, I'm totally ignorant to the yeah. fact. So, so like uh, like I wear Jordans all the time. Now I feel bad. I got Nikes on my feet right now. <laughs> Ni- Nikes are, are trying to push for change too. So Nikes, Adidas, these big companies can like retool the whole manufacturing process and actually uh, push to a more sustainable route. Yeah. Um, it just needs to be more efficient in the production process. Oh, but, okay. Like if you take, say, a boot, uh, the average varies uh, b- between size, but it it costs about like 3,000 gallons of water to produce each pair. 3,000? 3, 3,000 gallons? Gallons of water. How many liters in a gallon? I don't uh, know. 1. Some, okay. Fact right. check. Fact check. Bree, one, yeah, one she'll, point, she'll pull that up eight. in a second. No. I think it's more than that. Yeah, three. Oh, three point seven, right? Three point seven. Yeah, three point seven. Thanks, Bree. Um, that's unreal. Yeah, that's. I, I, that's. I can't even. Comp, I can't. Like those are numbers I can't comprehend. That's. Yeah, it's. That, it's a lot, right? Like um, if, you, if you tell me, um, you know, a bathtub full of water goes towards, you know, like I can. That's something I can visualize when you say, you know, a number like that. I'm like, how? But, so, so on average, a, a person is supposed to drink. Or a, a average like American yeah. uh, consumes about ten gallons of water per day. Uh, that's like washing hands, flushing the toilet, oh, okay. uh, drinking water. Yeah, um, between seven and ten. So take three thousand, divide that out. Fucking that's, real. That's that's a lot of water. That's right? ridiculous. Yeah. So in contrast, your process does not um, oh, have okay. those necessities. So, yeah, kind of. Uh, 
so I'll go back to like how a shoe is made. Right? Yeah, so please. a shoe takes like, um, or a leather shoe, uh, mm -hmm. for going back there, uh, imagine like a square piece of leather. Yep. Uh, but that leather, after all the tanning process, all the treating uh, chemicals that go into the water, gets flushed out into the ocean. Now it's cheaper to not treat that water because in countries that uh, the textiles are produced, mm -hmm. they, don't have these, uh, they don't have these mandates to actually treat it. Mm. So it's cheaper to flush it out. Yeah. Right? They don't care about it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, uh, the animal goes through a normal life, right? Gets cuts on fences, uh, scratches. And that creates like little notches in the leather that is not usable. Oh my gosh. So you, you take this big square, you draw a bunch of X's on there. Now what they're trying to do is like take this like uh, cookie cutter almost and put it on the material right to trace it out so they wow. gotta trace around that all that excess material is is thrown out so you have like 30 to 40 percent of material that's gone wasted 30 to 40 percent 30 to 40 percent of that oh my gosh yeah wow so um adidas is actually pushing like an initiative to use uh, better technology for less waste in materials mm -hmm. and um they found on average, like if their manufacturing process is about 80% more efficient, 80% uh, more, 80% more efficient. Uh, that's coming out to be about uh, 2 billion extra pairs of shoes per year. That's unreal. Just these, in North America. These numbers are crazy. Yeah. That's big. Right. But wow. Things that don't, people don't want to talk about necessarily. Yeah. Well, things that people should talk about. Like this is like directly affecting, or it's about to directly affect all of us in climate change or, you know, pollution. These are things mm -hmm. that, you know, water purity. These are all things that, like, for instance, you know, I work at Wealth Management. I work at um, a sub branch called Ethic Invest. So we do socially responsible uh, solutions for ethical investors, essentially. So, you know, triple bottom line, um, people, planet, profit, um, and then, you know, ESG, ethical social governance. Um, it's very much uh, aligned with what you're talking about. And a, a lot of, you know, what we do is, you know, seeking out these companies and, and finding, you know, people that are revolutionary in their thinking, essentially. So, like, hats off to Adidas. Like, that was a huge step. Was there pressure on Adidas to do that? Or was that an initiative they took up themselves? I don't know. Do, do you know? Um, I don't know, like, chicken and egg kind of thing. Right? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think when there's enough of a buildup to, well, there's enough like social pressure to make that change, mm -hmm. uh, you can monetize that pretty pretty easily uh, by tweaking existing production. So I mean, the the market dictates how like small businesses or businesses will like develop in the future, mm -hmm. and capital markets like let you profit off off those changes. The market is the market is the market, yeah. right? Like that's that's the ultimate driver. No, for sure. I mean. I, we can talk about Adidas. We can also talk about Nike who came, you know, under, you know, a lot of fire lately, you know, for some of their practices and they have in the past, obviously just, um, with their workers and their manufacturing process and yada, yada, yada. I didn't know of anything of that nature with Adidas. So to see Adidas come through and obviously there's a, a green movement, um, just generally in, you know, Western society and, you know, with companies like Tesla emerging and so on, so on and so forth. But I didn't see a direct like incident. There's not like, this is not like a PR stunt. This is not like, or, or maybe this isn't a reaction to something that happened. So, mm -hmm. I mean, like hats off, um, to them, but I want to, I want to come back a little bit. I want to get into, uh, your story and I want to get into Kickstarter in, in, um, oh, hang on. uh, just, I guess to finish off that story. Yeah, please uh, do. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Adidas is using this thing called like uh, 
they use the 3D knit technology. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, they don't have that cutout waste, 30 to 40%. That material is not gone. Uh, so they, they use less material yep. to produce the same type of shoe. Now, Which in turn gives them more shoes, but yes. Uh, more shoes, uh, less water to actually process that material, the textile, right. uh, less waste. Less waste, yeah. Right. So we've gone a, a, a step further. So mm-hmm. our new production method, um, we don't have like an exact number. But it's about 97% more efficient. Uh, which if you take like existing knitting machines, yep. it takes around 45 minutes to make one pair. Yeah. Um, for our machines, it takes about seven minutes to make the same pair. Is this uh, technology that you have spearheaded? Yeah. So, so, um, so we've developed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's how we, that's like one of the processes that we make our shoes. Wow. So instead of like trimming and, and throwing away, we, we make like the full, full shoe. It comes out of a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes through a process and then become it becomes the shoe. Becomes the shoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one shoe, like another kind of initiative is like, it's the one shoe that you can wear all year round, right? So yeah. it's like, you don't need a boot. You don't need a leather boot. Um, you can wear the shoe in the summer because it's highly breathable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's comfortable. It's on trend, uh, hopefully. So uh, Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It, it is right now. <laughs> hopefully it is in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. It looks that way. Um, so your process is different. You've uh, developed new technologies to uh, essentially craft the shoe in a more efficient way. Where Where is the shoe being made and where is it sold besides online? Like you have to excuse me, excuse my ignorance here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're making Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, that's where our factory is. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, like Taiwan is the home to all the other shoe companies in the world. Uh, that's where they all started. It's okay. like Nike started in Taiwan. So there's a lot of like, uh, it's called like tacit knowledge to actually build shoes. It, like mm. shoes are made by hand uh, for the most part. So there's like gluing involved, uh, stitching, yeah. all these things. Uh, tacit knowledge is like passed down through generations. Yeah. So we, we have that in Taiwan. Uh, that's where you set up a factory. And yeah, decent quality. Uh, yeah. It's not going to get knocked off too easily. Totally. Because it's uh, separate from China. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, that's where we sell them. Or is that where we? That's where you produce, produce them, yeah. And then uh, we have, uh, we sell online, so yeah. we're direct to consumer. Awesome. Uh, that yeah. allows us to kind of control that experience uh, directly. Uh, control that messaging. Mm. Yeah, you're fully in control of your own brand. Yeah, it's like a, a vertical retail model. So yeah, um, vertical integration. For yeah. those for those that don't know, um, how would you describe? Uh, your model D to C uh, and what is vertical integration? Yeah. Vertical integration uh, where you kind of control, so you'll control the manufacturing, uh, what's produced. Um, you control how you sell it. Um, basically you control the entire vertical that you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical uh, other brands, I guess um, they've gone the route of going through distributors yeah. uh, where you're, Basically, you're handing off a product to another person, and then now they're trying to re-engage your existing message. Right. And it's like playing telephone through like a million people. Uh, <laughs> the messages get lost. In a thousand stores, yeah. 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 So Very this way, like, want to keep everything close right now. We're almost a year old. and uh, You're only a year old? Yeah, yeah. So the shoe companies run quick. Um, no, yeah, no shit. <laughs> God damn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we started last year, and then... Um, when last year? Uh, around, no- like, late November. That's when we launched Fuck on Kickstarter. What? Yeah. 
Oh man, I thought you were gonna say January. <laughs> so so yeah, November. Sort of November. Uh, but God then, damn. then our our Kickstarter finally ended, uh, like January twentieth or January January twelfth, I think. This year. Uh, of this year. Of twenty eighteen. Yeah. And then I gotta rethink shit. <laughs> God damn. That, yep. That's when we're calling our like true birthday because uh, <laughs> that's like when we really finished. So you're fa- you're 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 founded in twenty eighteen. Yeah, we found in 2018. Uh, throughout that time, like we were just on pre-orders, uh, and then we finally caught up to. So we started shipping in April. Yeah, uh, caught up to pre-orders uh, September. So demand was going up, and then we try to keep up with production while getting it into our warehouses in like uh, Illinois, uh, Vancouver, one here. Yeah, and uh, filling the one in Hong Kong. So we have uh, three DCs. How have you been able to like has scalability been an issue for you? Did you expect this growth? Uh, we were prepared for it, um, but, but no, really. yeah. <laughs> like shoot for the stars kind of, or the mark, mark, like it was there if we could scale up, uh, but we didn't think we would like grow this quickly. Yeah. Yeah. What has been in your opinion, what's been the, the catalyst for growth or, you know, sorry, let me, let me go back to the, to actually, you know, the second question there where, you know, we talked about Kickstarter and, mm-hmm. you know, getting your, getting funding and whatnot. Was that, did you, did you guys go viral or like, how did you raise? Cause correct me if I'm wrong. You raised over a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. what's the exact figure? One point. Uh, us was like 1.3 or something. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal through, uh, I mean like less than 10,000 people. Like how many people actually got you that money? Uh, I can't remember. Um, ish. No biggie. Maybe like 10,000. Yeah. 10, oh, 10,000. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's unreal. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. How did you get the message out to that many people? How did you fund? Like, how? What was your marketing model for this Kickstarter? And for those that don't know, maybe give us a quick background on what Kickstarter is and and how you've used it. Sure. Yeah, Kickstarter is a, a good, um, I guess crowd. So it's a crowdfunding platform. Yep. Uh, where companies can take new innovative ideas and and see what the market adoption is like. So they put it on a platform and and essentially pre-sell the product. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, while you're pre-selling the product, you, it allows you to get more capital up front mm-hmm. and then go and negotiate terms with the factory and actually... Deploy that capital. Exactly. Totally. So what was your marketing scheme going into it? I mean, I can, I can think of something, make one prototype and start a Kickstarter like nothing, but you know, for it to be successful is a whole other ball game. How did you guys go about that? It's all about that, uh, the messaging, right? Uh, it's the way you tell the story and it's the way you can trigger and spark uh, different emotions within someone's one's mind right mm. so product really good uh but with like really good messaging and storytelling mm-hmm. uh, you could sell there's a guy who sold a rock right so <laughs> no so, way yeah he's, he sold a rock on kickstarter it, um well there's a guy who did the potato potato salad I on no idea. yeah that's pretty funny um, can you can, Bri, can we pull that out can we pull up <laughs> the, the the potato salad guy okay so it's all about messaging we'll, Bri, we'll pull that up in a second the, yeah, it's all about messaging. Where was the was the rock on on no, Kickstarter? No, so, so the rock was like uh, like two, early two thousands or something. This guy, uh, he yeah, he sold um he sold a rock and he made like a million dollars. Yeah, uh, selling the rock. So the, selling uh, a rock. Selling the selling a rock. Yeah. 
like multiple rocks. Like multiple he, sold, rocks? he sold a lot of rocks. Okay, I was gonna say you cut yeah. up one rock and you can get this <laughs> much of it. This is this is, you can get that much of it. Keep uh, the rock no, alive. No, not this one. Uh, if you look, look up uh, potato salad on look, Kickstarter. Okay, look up potato salad. That was a pretty pretty funny viral one. When what year was this in? This was 2016, I think. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is just a couple years ago. But is, it, is this it? Oh, 2014. Oh, 2014. This guy's hilarious. Like, you're kidding. Just read the... Um, <laughs> this is his 55,000. So he's like... What? Oh my... And he's got full... He's got content behind so, the scenes. So then on the right is your rewards and you can uh, pledge. They call it a pledge. And it's just hilarious, right? Receive, receive a bite of the potato salad. I'll say it out loud. <laughs> while making the potato salad ships to anywhere in the world and that has 1200 backers unreal that's the three dollar package <laughs> the 10 hold up brie go down for a second here the 10 dollar package oh the 20 is there one below that there can't be more than a 20 dollar. okay the 20 dollar is potato madness receive a potato salad theme haiku written by me <laughs> Your name carved into a potato that will be used in the potato salad. That's if you give $20. Huh. Shipped anywhere in the world. So seeing this um, potato salad fellow, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say your job was easy because you actually had a fucking product to sell. Yeah. But, but this just goes to show like, so this this type of uh, campaign, I'd say, is more uh, shareable and people want to be part of a movement when it really picks up. Right. Um, yeah. Let's throw that. Let's throw the, let's throw the uh, Vesti one back up there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is us right now. Uh, this is our new product. So this is the new oh, wow. product. You have already funded one right here. Uh, one before, actually. Yeah, so one before. Uh, so if you go back to the first one, if you click on the top where it says buy Vessi footwear. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can oh, click yeah. on the first one. Uh, oh, nope. the first top one, one right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. So this was the first one. How much you raised right here? So uh, we did a million on here, and then we went oh on Indiegogo gosh. and we continued to raise some money. How does it feel raising a million dollars? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. You said it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's not a bad feeling. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, definitely like benchmarks, right? So on Kickstarter, I think like the percentage of people who raise a million plus is like 0.05% or something. Yeah. That's, yeah. Or, yeah. There's only probably a couple hundred, a couple thousand people that have ever done it. Yeah, so it's good. But wow. if you if you know what you're doing, uh, you structure it right, and you market it right, then. So what was your vision behind the brand here? Because obviously everything is super clean. What was your vision behind the, the behind the brand, and how you crafted that message? What was your message? For the for, for the, the for the company for the company as a whole. Yeah, uh, just trying to make like really comfortable stylish shoes mm. uh with full utility um mm. full utility as in i can wear it everywhere and anywhere you can you can wear it pretty much everywhere um but you know still have that comfort um still like you wear it to work yeah uh, you could wear it to the bar and like not be afraid if you spill beer on it yeah, yeah. Uh, or if you're a lot of people are nurses now and they're buying it because they get blood and totally all these things on their shoes, but they want comfortable shoes. So wow, found this market. Um, what ends up happening, even if people don't wear it in the rain, uh, is they try and find like the ponds or 
they go places they're not supposed to go. <laughs> right, because they, they have the they, shoe. Because they have the shoe, right? right? So it's become more of like a lighthearted, like fun type brand. Yeah, totally. Uh, and you'll see it like all over our social. Like we, we have people taking us all day long and, and they're... <laughs> Yeah, they just they do crazy things with the shoes. Do a yeah. stupid stuff or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, just on that last one there, you you had, I mean, you've raised, uh, I think it was like eight eight hundred thirty three thousand mm-hmm. of your $33,000 goal, which I just think is hilarious, right, right. Um, from around, you know, 4,000 backers on Kickstarter, which, like, that's astounding. That's absolutely astounding. I think, you know, sure, you have a great brand and the product's great. I'm really curious, though, about the waterproofing itself so like for instance if i have a shoe i I can step like i'll step maybe through a small puddle in my nikes because i know the bottom is rubber and that's not going to get wet but i can't like fully immerse my shoe or like you know but i see these videos out there where they're like literally jumping in water and i'm like isn't isn't doesn't it get in the top (laughs) doesn't like how does how is your how is my foot dry how would my foot be dry i'm like looking at the videos i'm like what how does that work yeah so so is it super like what (laughs) water still comes in through the ankle right okay um but everything else is protected okay because that would be magic if you you figured Uh, that one out so so not yet but uh yeah the the material and is part of the production process that we've gone through Okay. Uh, which creates like this full uh, seamless design, which means there's no, there's no stitching. Right. Um, right. It, it's a fly knit. No, no. So fly knit's like coined by Nike. Of course. Um, you're talking to an idiot right now. We're calling our material flash knit. Flash knit. Okay. Um, yeah. So flash knit is the outside. Uh, it's that knit material that we have. Yeah. And that part. Uh, so I'll just go through like the construction of the shoe. Please. The, the most outer layers uh, are are flashing layer, and it's it's treated with a, a hydrophobic solution, which hydro say it again hydrophobic. So it's like uh, it doesn't like water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Phobia against uh, hydro water. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. okay so. I like it. I like it. It's afraid of water. Bree, Bree, can you throw the throw the throw an image of the shoe up here so we can uh, understand a little bit more? So hydrophobic. Sure. There we go. Right there. Yeah. So uh, if you go to the new shoe. Um, it's a different looking design. But Where's the new shoe here? Go back. Yeah, this one. That one right there? So if you scroll down a bit. Okay. Uh, these are, oh, check out that. Yeah, go down a little bit. So you can do this, which if, if it loads. What? So on the surface, it's a hydrophobic solution, which repels water, mud, dirt. Um, so light stuff. Um, okay. And then underneath, because it still is a knit, uh, water will eventually get through and, and saturate that top layer. Right. So you can see a, it's like kind of getting wet a little bit right yeah. there, but it's not seeping. Yeah. 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 We have a, a waterproof membrane. Okay. Uh, and that's the, the true technology part. That's the mass. That's the, yeah. the, the key right there. So for those that are just listening, we're just watching uh, a little short little video that is essentially someone that's just dragging, you know, half of their foot uh, <laughs> in, in the water and just staying completely dry. So the membrane is where the actual technology is there. How much can you talk on that technology? Like, how does this? Because yeah, there's sure. water, there's water resistant, yep. and there's waterproof. Yep. Like, I'll buy, I'll cheap out and buy a cheap jacket that's water resistant. And I end up getting wet, and I'm all mad. Waterproof is different. When I think of waterproof, I think of like those yellow uh, rain coats. Yeah, you know, not, I don't think not, of a stylish shoe. Okay, like how yeah. do how do you get waterproof and breathable? That makes no sense to me. So so. Um, 
that membrane technology is like that's where the magic kind of happens and and why it's so different is because it's stretchy um, okay i'm just gonna i'll take off my shoe because i'm wearing it okay but I, <laughs> yeah perfect yeah. yeah so so it's like this right yeah totally and it always retains its like elasticity and it won't it won't like rip under it doesn't that pressure? rip or any of that stuff but so for those that are just listening he's mutilating his <laughs> shoe essentially if you did that with Jordans, I'd have to smack the shit at you. Um, but he, so it it always retains its shape no matter yeah. what. But um, the but that's the membrane layer. And um, okay. if you think of just uh, think of like a really really thin type of latex. Okay. Uh, that's what it kind of is. Mm. Everyone, and, everyone that is at home is thinking condoms right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, okay. Uh, but it's a condom that yeah. only allows water to come. Or it doesn't allow water to come through. But yeah. it allows, say, like uh, moisture, like vapor, yeah. sweat, and heat to dissipate from the other side. Bro, you got to make condoms. <laughs> <laughs> that would change the game. Yeah. Trojan would be done. Direct, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Sure. Oh my gosh, we got to implement that technology. Back to the drawing board. Don't worry, we won't put this out for a while. You guys go get that project, get the Kickstarter yeah, yeah, out, yeah. and we'll keep this on lock till then. Throw <laughs> some condoms. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, so that's the, um, uh, what would you say, the the top of the shoe, the side of the shoe? What yeah, is that so, called? so that's that's the whole shoe, actually. Okay. So uh, because it's a seamless design, it has, it, it, oh, okay. it, it's like a full, think of like a sock. Right, 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 right. right? right. So the outside is... Uh, a water repellent yeah. treatment so water will beat off but yeah. if it saturates too much then uh, the membrane layer uh, protects any water from coming in how that works is like water molecules are structured uh, differently than say vapor okay. uh, so sweat and heat um, and the mole- like the holes that the membrane creates uh, are basically too small for the water molecules to pass through so it gets blocked out, mm. but at the same time, it's large enough for the sweat and vapor to to escape. So, is that what dry fit essentially is, or is it any relation at all? Because like all like Nike, that's Nike's thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, y- you can have breathability, but you're not going to get wet. Is that is similar at all? Dry fit lets you get wet, right? Yeah, not, yeah, not it's water. not okay. waterproof or anything yeah. like that, but it's just like it has that same kind of concept, right? Maybe uh, not. I don't know. No, so that one's more of like a. I think it's more of like a coating. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure how dry fit works, but sure. Uh, if you're familiar with, say, Gore-Tex, yeah, uh, Gore-Tex is uh, their claim to fame was was basically uh, breathability and waterproofing. Yeah, but the actual thing was like they're not that breathable. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and and they don't stretch, right? So if you think like a like a Gore-Tex material, like a jacket, yeah, if you're trying to pull it like you did with my shoe, it's not it's not going to move. It's not going to happen, yeah. Uh, so if you try and put that in a shoe, which they actually do, um, you have Gore-Tex like runners sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. So gosh. like hiking boots and stuff, but what they've constructed is like very stiff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So like a very very stiff type of hiking boot, uh, and yeah. Uh, those are waterproof. It's not very breathable, but they suck. Um, and what, it's, what it's, you're saying. it's like a hiking boot, right? Yeah. So it's uh, trash. Yeah. I, I think, I think our shoes look cool. Um, it's, it's very breathable. Yeah. It's stretchy. So it feels like a sock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all in one. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always say like, you know, a veteran traveler is always going to bring two pair of socks. 
now I don't have to anymore. Just, no, just buy one of these. Huge market for us is um, is travelers. Yeah, because like the top is so. I'll do it again. But yeah, here. yeah. The top is so like shapeless, where right. you can just fold it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it always just pops up. So the up, top right? so is totally malleable. Super, super lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Like I love the, it. Feel how light that is. Yeah. So this is what did I read? I read six point seven ounces. Yeah, so our first shoe, um, I'm not sure how many grams that is, but our first shoe, so the standard sizing is yep. uh, women's six yep. and men's nine. Th those are typical sample sizes. Mm -hmm. So our women's six uh, came out to be about 148, 49 grams. Okay. Which is... How many ounces? I forget how many ounces that is. Um, All good. But uh, that's, that's lighter than most phones. That's uh, unreal. So I remember the only context I have with that when I was reading up on this was I remember uh, I'm a basketball player and, and I remember in high school, I got the Kobe six mm -hmm. and the Kobe six was supposedly the lightest shoe out at the time. And it was, I want to say 11 ounces and it felt like nothing. Yeah. And so like, I haven't thrown those shoes on yet, but I can, I, it, it must feel like you're not even wearing them. Yeah. But, I should have, I have some in the car. I can bring some out to you. I'll definitely what, try them what, what out. What size you? I'm a size 12 or 11, okay. 11, 12. Yeah. 11 and a half. I might have that. That's what's up. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, but I mean, as a basketball player, having light shoes was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you would always want to wear your kicks off the court because it just felt so good and so light Yeah. yeah. And versus like, you know, for instance, if you get a typical leather shoe or maybe like a new balance shoe or a Nike shoe or a Jordan shoe, that's all leather and kind of like clunky, mm -hmm. you know, you put that back on and you're like, Oh, like what is this? You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's not, it's not as breathable like basketball shoes, the technology, which is awesome. So we always try to find stylish basketball shoes that you can wear off court. Well, now you kind of have your solution, right? <laughs> How did you get the, um, how'd you get it so light like that's crazy 6.7 ounces is crazy yeah it's it's just the type of construction that we used um so that seamless design allows right. us to make it the, the threads must be like half the weight i don't know like because there's yeah. there's a uh, well, there the, is actual thread like, just do the, the, the laces i should say the, does right, the lace yeah, do the, anything the, lace, the laces that? the laces do stuff on, on the on the new shoe okay um they like kind of pull up the the side panels. Oh, okay. To give you like lateral stability. Right, 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 right. Um, because you need lateral stability. Well, side to side, a little bit. Oh, <laughs> running away like, from. Uh, from eh. We're not making like V cuts and shit. So like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe I get it. Yeah, maybe if you're yeah. jumping off rocks or whatever. Yeah, that's cool for sure. So they don't. They're not just all aesthetic. Uh, they're they're a bit of both. Yeah. Got you. I got you. I got you. What did you guys? Uh, what was your inspiration for the style of the actual uh, product itself? I know you guys have a couple of different models. Mm -hmm. um, they there's there was definitely a new wave of you know I'd say probably like led by Adidas and whatnot with that kind of like you know sock fitting very malleable and stuff like that. Where did you guys get your style inspiration from at all? Um, or even yeah, where did you guys get your inspiration from? Yeah. Um Andy's like really into shoes, so okay. uh, he's a sneakerhead. Yeah, he's. A, Are you a sneakerhead? I'm. I'm not. Unfortunately. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like one of those guys. I wear one pair of shoes all year round. So well, you, you can wear your own pair of shoes exactly. all year round, so yeah. that works pretty well for you. Uh, yeah. For the new styles, we made it kind of a wider base. Uh, we're trying to go for like a minimal look. Yeah. Uh, something that's not too flashy. Uh, for the everyday person. Yeah. So, no, that was the inspiration. Did yeah. you? Did you have any? Um, 
styles that we were like yeah particular after. ones or anything? uh I, I do like the look of the nmds um so on the new ones uh, adidas adidas Bree, yeah. can you throw that up i'm such a nike guy my bad is uh, andy an adidas guy or nike guy uh, andy is this is religion this is like asking andy if he's is, like uh, muslim or christian like come on is nike i think oh, okay yeah. for sure shout out to him we gotta have him on god damn <laughs> oh, what uh what's it called again adidas uh nmd and and d yeah so they came up with these like oh i know what you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. just stuff like this um that was totally the wave yeah so we for our new style we came up with a little more like flared out look um yeah i actually like your other shoe way more than this i don't have a pair of these i don't like that weird block at the heel are you are are you a design freak or like did do things like this see that one right there a bottom left that gray one that's my style that looks like your shoe <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of i don't know you should uh you should put these on and put ours on back to back you know yeah huge difference for real um and 240 what's your price point on your shoes uh they're right now on kickstarter it's uh it's gonna be around 140 that's 240 uh once a 140 no taxes or anything yeah so crazy and that's 240 but that's it's, 240 but it's adidas so yeah, but fuck Adidas. Like, okay, why am I paying an extra $100 for a worse shoe? For, for that name, right? I don't even like that name. <laughs> yeah, go for the Nikes. Uh, but if you scroll down, um, there's a... So that's like kind of what we're going for. Totally. Go down a bit more. I'm sure we have some photos. Did you guys um, try to emulate the Yeezys at all? We didn't. No. Um, it's just what... It's like... If it's a knit shoe, they end up looking kind of similar. Yeah. But our black shoe, um, you can't really see in the images here. Oh, it's sandproof as well. So if yeah. you're walking your dog. Um, doesn't the sand get stuck? Like the sand is just coming off right there. Doesn't it get stuck in the actual fabric? What no, the it fuck doesn't. What is going on here? Like it's the worst when you're walking through, trickery it, right here. <laughs> through, through a beach and, and you pull off your shoes and you get like sand between your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't it know how it happen. got there. but Unreal. Uh, that is so cool. We have a, so it's a tri-tone knit. Uh, so if you actually look closer into the shoe, yep. um, you'll see three different weaves of three different. So like a blue shoe has three different blues. Uh-huh. Uh, which I see, is, I see, I see. Which is pretty cool. Crazy. So that, that blue one right that there. That blue one right there. So if you look closely, there's actually, yeah, there's three in there. Okay, yeah. And then this one is our laceless design. And then we have an undertone, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of that white that you see. Right, right, right. We can make that any color, so. Very cool. Very cool. So, listen, man, I get it. You have a kick-ass shoe, and you've raised a ton of money. <laughs> um, and that's that's awesome, right? But I think what, you know, I'm interested in, what a lot of the listeners will be interested in is, you know, how a shoe is not a simple thing to make. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can go out and say, you know, not to knock self-hired, but like I can say, go out and say, I'm going to make T-shirts, and I can print up T-shirts really easy. I'm going to make bracelets, and I can make a bracelet really easy. To make a, f- a shoe is a is a serious endeavor. How did you <laughs> even become interested in this, if, if you're not even a sneakerhead in the first place? Yeah, so um, I see the vision, right? But uh, Andy is the, the product guy. I, I don't know anything about shoes. Uh, <laughs> So he'll educate me. Uh, he knows the entire like production process. Uh, he's the one actually designing the shoes as well. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, and he's the one like talking to the factories. Mm-hmm. He is, he's like the was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice analogy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 
yeah, there's there's like moldings that we need to create. Uh, Lass, uh, which is, I guess, like the shape of the shape of the upper. Yeah. Um, what materials go into the midsole, which is that uh, foamy rubber part yeah. on the bottom. If we use rubber, if we use like different tread patterns, how that looks. Crazy. Uh, so he's like, he's the true genius. I just I just get to sell the product. Yeah. <laughs> You're the business mind behind it. Sure, for sure. Yeah. How did uh, the name uh, come to fruition? Was that your idea? Was that his idea? Like who... I'm assuming you kind of designed the brand if you're saying he designed the shoe. Um, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But what was the vision initially behind, um, you know, in terms of colorways and in terms of message? What? How did you manifest that? How did you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long process. The The company actually was called uh, Wave at the time. Okay. So so luckily we didn't use that. Uh, it turned out that that name was trademarked. Of course. And yeah, it's well, extremely hard to rank uh, for for any type of search terms. Yeah, so because it was trademark, it was like it was. We were so lucky that that happened because then we got to change our name uh, to Vessi, um, which is. Actually, I'll save the story for another time. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> teaser, yeah. teaser. Okay, so what can what can you spill on the brand? On on the branding side. On the branding side, yes. Um, I mean, we're we're just trying to be like a minimal uh, lifestyle shoe, right? Uh, that you, yeah, that you can wear anywhere. Uh, music festivals. Mud. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I get it. I get it. Lighthearted. Who's your target demographic then? Did you build around the demographic and go outwards for there? Like when when you started this branding concept, where did you? What was your start point? If you know what I'm saying. Sure. Um, yeah, we built out some. We built up some some audiences, yeah. uh, target demos and stuff. Uh, yeah, we have like, we had a few avatars, which is like a college student, uh, yeah. not not super into like uh, high fashion. They're not, they're not like the hype beast. Yeah, uh, but kind of like the one step below. Mm -hmm. um, so they're picking up kind of like the fashion that was six months prior. Right. Because right. they probably don't have that six hundred dollars for a shoe. Yeah, like they're not the ones wearing, uh, like, uh, the the red and blue yeah. giant feelers yeah. right, that are back in style right now. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Bree's got them on right now. <laughs> you look at the cameras not on you, Bree. Um, so yeah, so you're one step down from there, and obviously the price point is you know like pretty affordable. Yeah, so the price points uh, there, we priced in the technology because it's mm -hmm. unique. If we made it too cheap. Um, then it just seems like it's will you be undershooting yourself right yeah yeah you can always you can always go lower but you can't go higher once you launch something so right um figuring out that like medium price point uh where it causes a bit of pain but not it causes like causes people to stop and think like do yeah. they need it and yeah. then uh we're confident that we can like push them past that edge and mm -hmm. and get them into the shoes once they're in the shoes uh it's sold yeah the the product stickiness factor is is so high um higher than i've ever seen any other mm -hmm. product well apple but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah like once they're in um the comfort is is what keeps them around the comfort and like how lightweight it is mm -hmm. um that's like that's what gets them to stay totally uh, so, so you, so you yeah. said the college student uh, uh the college student um techies yeah uh people that you know they don't have to go for business meetings but uh, techies that can 
walk into an office wearing anything they want, uh, start coding at a desk. Right, so something right, you wear right. all day long. Yeah, functional, functional guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the college students, uh, those are the ones, uh, the ones after that in, in more of like a professional set. Mm-hmm. They're like yuppies. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, okay, you don't hear that term very often anymore. But yeah, that's a great term. Y- yoga goers, like people that are... Uh, yoga goers, yes. Uh, a bit more active. Yeah. Uh, soul cycle, those types of people. Totally, yeah. Uh, where they do go out and, you know, they'll go to music festivals. Uh, they go for like a short hike uh, just for those Instagram photos. Uh, but they're not doing, they're not doing like overnight hikes. I love that you're calling uh, that for what it is. Like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna go and they're just, they're there for a photo. They're, they're not, there for the photos, yeah. right? They're, they're to like show their friends that they went this. and yeah. The, yeah that's part of who they are yeah um, so <laughs> i love i just love that we're at the point now where you can just say that professionally <laughs> and be like yeah no that's the type of person we yeah. want not just like you know in conversation like oh he's that type of person yeah they, uh, yeah, they have money um like good 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 income range and yeah. then uh, they have the means to go travel right so totally traveling i think is a really big part of today's culture yeah uh, with like all the social stuff that's going on um social sharing uh just social, mo- yeah social media content social media and stuff it motivates other people to kind of do what you're doing right experience that mm-hmm. i think it's pushed into a new wave of of people just trying to see the world mm-hmm. which i think is great um they do it maybe initially for the photos but they come back for, with like a boatload of experience yeah not right? just the photos exactly yeah, yeah. And not just the likes not just the follows so yeah which is the whole point of travel which is amazing when we talk about so obviously the brand, you know, has a strong footing and talk about the perfect place to launch like Vancouver, BC, oh, yeah. like, holy <laughs> shit, like everything you just described is like the ideal Vancouverite, right? Obviously into tech, into, you know, lifestyle and active and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, when we talk about a little bit more on the advertising, the marketing side, how much you know, a lot of companies will go towards the... Um, non-traditional route now you know for instance you're not gonna you're not gonna find a company that or you're not gonna find a small to mid-sized company that's gonna go out there and shell out you know uh 1500 or or, or uh you know up for a billboard or for you know uh, an ad on the side of a truck you know mm-hmm. everyone's gonna go out and, and buy those influencers or buy those uh sponsored pages or those sponsored stories or whatever it may be what was your method of attack i mean this early I, it, in my mind you're much older than a year and i don't know why <laughs> i'm thinking like you're a five or ten year company but you're, you're not uh-huh. um so your approach has obviously had to be a little bit different than what a traditional footwear company might have been you know yeah i i think um again the, the stickiness of the product is good and it's it's organic sharing right so um I, well in my mind like so i'm testing this this idea is where if you have uh if you can name off like five of your closest friends yeah or five people, yeah. you'll name off like five of your closest friends right now, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're like identifying like certain clusters and then uh, seeding those clusters with maybe a few pairs of shoes. So now if you look at your friends and they have, th- three of them have shoes and they're posting all this content, organic content about, you know, them doing crazy shit with their, their shoes, their or shoes like yeah. uh, pouring mud on them or whatever, pouring alcohol. Uh, <laughs> you're going to eventually want that pair, right? Uh, yeah. And then we feed that into uh, digital paid advertising uh, targeted within like certain regions. Yeah. So we're doing Vancouver and then Toronto's big. Yeah, so 
so it's almost like an um om- so it's an omni-channel like uh, marketing strategy mm. and then we go another step is uh when we've kind of identified that we've saturated part most most of that market we'll come in with a pop-up shop oh. uh, so more of like an experience center where there's a lot of people that now know about your brand uh, but they want to uh, they want to try it on because shoes are shoes are hard to purchase right like you uh, want to interact with the product yeah so you want to create that experience you want to create those like emotional connections within someone's mind yeah and um i i'm really into like neural marketing so like the the more the more neurons that fire like you can you can trigger more like uh neural networks within someone's mind and and that's almost like those are roots um those are roots to ideas Mm. and memories Memories, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Memories, emotions. Uh, more you can trigger than uh, the the more understanding they have of the actual brand and the product. So at the end, it doesn't become just a shoe that's waterproof because there's other shoes that are waterproof. But it becomes like more of like an experience, like how it feels, um, how it makes you feel with other people. Uh, that's why like high fashion is so good. That it, it's it's super expensive. Right, it doesn't really look good, but the people that wear it, um, it makes them <laughs> I'm feel. I'm glad you said it doesn't cer- really look good. <laughs> it makes them feel a certain way, right? Yeah. It's it's out there. Yeah. Um, huh. Near. What'd you say? Neuromarketing. Yeah, neuromarketing. Neuromarketing. Yeah. Uh, that's a term I haven't heard before, but I I understand the concept, and it's something that that that's branding in my mind. Like you want to yeah. create a mystique, you want to create a, a a texture to your brand, mm-hmm. um, something that you can identify with the you know all five senses essentially, right? Well, where where did you get up on that? Like how how did you was that a school? Was that something you learned in school? How did you no, try just, to get that angle? It's just like 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 biosciences and stuff, and so, yeah, looking at that. But if you think of uh, so like all experiences are attached to like different emotions, right? Um, so as long as you can like fire off those emotions in someone's mind, um, their subconscious mind tells their conscious mind how to act. Um, if you try and approach it and you try and like go hard with like facts and stuff, you're hitting the conscious mind, right. which does all the, 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 the processing. It's like the logical brain. Right. And, and what you want to do is like you want to use story and imagery to convey convey that directly to the subconscious and yeah. skip that conscious mind. So it's like if I if I told you to what's what's eight to the square root of sixteen, your mind is is starting to process, try process that, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's like your that's like the new brain doing the logical processing. But if I if I showed you um, say a, a glass of water mid flight like capture that uh midair and it's about to hit like a uh granite on the ground right? sure. so you immediately understand like what's going to happen next and you've bypassed that type of the logical the logical brain right right and your brain already knows and it's it's firing all these like um receptors and and it can and then when you feed that message into it, now that message is associated with what's going to happen next. Right. Right. You're leading the mind down a certain path. Yeah. And then you feed, you follow it with a message or, or whatever it is. Right. So I love like Lululemon. Uh, Lululemon is, 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 I think, a great like vertically integrated brand. Uh, Absolutely. Well, the best, I think. 
and um it's all about like the experience and the education like in their stores right um people aren't buying like yoga clothes because they love doing yoga um but that might have been what it started with right like yoga makes people feel a certain way it fires off certain like emotions and experiences that people can connect with but the product itself like enables that feeling mm. so the product has more neurons that that fire off when you touch and feel it right rather than me yeah. just giving you a call to action exactly totally i mean nike nike's never sold a shoe in their life right they they tell stories yeah victory right so like yeah. that that feeling of victory yeah. that you get is what you get when you buy nikes mm. it might not be like that now but like that's what it started with totally so so attaching yourself to certain events or experiences um i think is is a great way to to do it and and the way you do that is is you storytell really good at storytelling and you can you can bypass and get to like that uh they call it like a reptilian brain which is the brain that like it's your primal brain yeah mm-hmm. i mean we've been around for what like five hundred thousand years and that's the the brain that has survived all these things it, it allowed us to evolve and allowed information to get passed down through generations people were um like writing on walls and telling stories that way. So your your brain is more adept to like intaking that information mm. and processing it like in within like your visual cortex without having like visuals without having advertisements without having Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Like you don't you don't have to see it, but it's like it it'll manifest in your mind. Right. You can create a storyline within your head. Yeah. yeah. And you can run with it. Yeah, very, but, very interesting, which then motivates you in a different way to purchase products or to take a certain call to action or adopt a certain lifestyle. Like how many people that buy Nike runners are, are runners, in mm-hmm. fact, not very many. Um, how many people that buy yoga pants, you like buy Lululemon, actually do yoga? Probably 1% or 5% or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. What is your story as a brand? Or what, what's the story you're trying to tell, should I say rather? How are we trying? I don't know if you want to give this that, away. That's hard because uh, it's something we're, we're we're also like figuring out ourselves, like as we grow. Because um, if we've only almost been, I mean, it's almost been a year, like a full year. Fucking crazy. Um, so that's unreal. That's so unreal. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we're slowly evolving, right? Like, uh, I'd say you're quickly evolving, but yes. Well, we're evolving in, into something that, like, we might have been guide, like we're guiding it, but. Um, well, I mean, we'll see where it takes us, right? Like right. what the true story is. Cause the, I think the story is not what we tell, right? It's what the customers tell. Wow. Right. It's like the customers tell the story of the brand. Right. Right. We're only here to like guide it to like, we're, we're trying to guide the story, but yeah. if the, the customers want to take it in a different direction. It, at the end of the day, it's, it's their company, it's their brand. Wow. And they'll take it wherever they want. Wow. So, and then as a consumer, I feel as if I almost have ownership on the direction of this product. You do, right? Like yeah. it's your choice if you wanna, if you wanna use straws, right? That whole straw movement. Oh, that's a that's a good point. What's um, a straw movement? Sorry, what? So, so there's like a movement against straws. Oh, right, they're illegal. Uh, they're illegal now, right? But <laughs> you know, like you, you spark up a bunch of emotions because Damn straws. They, they had. So, what do you think of like right now that that imagery? Uh, so what I see right now is that turtle with 
a stranus a stranus nose. stomach and or, or, or nose whatever, or whatever, nose or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah why didn't they use like a more aggressive animal because turtles are cute and yeah so it triggers that part of your brain totally right and it makes you feel bad it's like when when PETA goes out and they they show you the cutest little chicken and they brutally massacre it like they yeah. just take that away from you yeah 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 right that's the that's the hard trigger mm. um, so if you can like be really good at storytelling uh kind of almost bring up that emotion uh and then you take it away and then you plug your product in as the bridge to that resolution right then, then you're like then you're a necessary part of the process. Yeah. You need, I yeah. need you or I need the product to complete my thought process almost. Yeah. It's wow. like, huh? you ever, you ever seen like, um, like movie posters where, let's say like a romance novel, there's, there's like a, a guy like just about kissing a girl. Yeah. You feel what is going on, right? Right. But if they're, if they're just kissing right now, it's like, whatever right yeah who cares um but you can pull more emotions from someone like with that um i guess annoying but your mind fills in the blanks totally wow so if your mind fills subconsciously. in the subconsciously yeah subconsciously right so that's again tapping into that subconscious yeah. mm. so it's making your mind like perceive what should happen next or right yeah and then it's kind of like insert product here insert product here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, how, that's how like um illusionists or like a hypnotist they yeah. do it um yeah they're keying into your subconscious mind and they're feeding like the right things and yeah it's like they're, they're feeding you sensory input so you can come to conclusions which then they want you to right. come to exactly if, if i'm yeah if right yeah. something of that nature very interesting what is your educational background i Psychology? No? No, I, I did uh, business and economics. You don't sound like an economics guy. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sound really, like, you sound like a psychology guy. Uh, I like that too, but uh, yeah, I'm into the markets. Markets are nice. Totally, totally finding that uh, equilibrium. And I, I think, uh, I mean, kind of sidebar here, but to me, like a 140 price point seems below equilibrium. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you guys are, you guys are selling, so, but if you raise that price point, I mean, you said you can't raise price points, but I mean, to me, you have a product that is truly worth, you know, $180 or $160 when you exist in a marketplace which has inferior products at higher price points. No, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. That's a, yeah, I guess that's a tricky one because um, um, the bigger brands they have, they're a lot more elevated. So people will make that like subconscious decision that it's worth more. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we, like, if we structure a price point in a way where uh, it gives off immediate. So right now what's popular are fives. Yeah. Uh, like price points ending in fives. Okay. And sevens are really good. <laughs> right. Um, sevens uh, show, well, they've done a bunch of studies, but uh, seven is the only number that, that represents, like, I guess a discount. Okay. Because um, it's not nine. Because not nine people <laughs> like understand like nine nine is yeah. like one up or, yeah for uh, sure so seven at five shows premiumness right uh, and seven is kind of yeah right I got you right there but, so yeah okay go ahead yeah if you're between like one thirty five and like one fifty five uh, that type of that type of thought process is 
is almost already there. If if you're gonna buy the shoe, you're gonna buy the shoe anyways. Okay. Right. Whether you're at those price points, you get to like one eighty five, then you're. It's a different. It's, it's a di- it's, you're really you're, thinking about it now. You're like, yeah, oh, one eighty five. Like, you know, yeah. how much of my paycheck is that? You know, can yeah, I afford exactly, that? Yeah. Um, so I'm with you on the sense of um, Nike, Adidas, Puma. They have brand power and be off of that brand power like apple is a great um example as well like you know samsung makes a better phone at a lower price point or i don't know i haven't bought a phone in a while but mm-hmm. you know that's kind of the way it's been or even with huawei for instance um they and they can charge more because of their brand and off the strength of that we understand that i would say to you because of your demographic and your target market that is a highly functional and probably intellectual person that that um goes it makes decisions based off functionality and like true not perceived value but true value um that based off of that maybe you can raise your price point because your average consumer isn't necessarily an unintelligent one does that make any sense yeah um yeah the, the price point is for that market yeah um okay so our current shoe right now is 135 mm-hmm. canadian uh it's 130 us so we, uh that conversion's a little. It's it's not it's not a. Uh, so we did it that way because like we're a Canadian company, so we want to oh, okay. give Canadians uh, everything's on purpose, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, it, like within that price point, it's like that purchase is intentional, right? Right. So they've they've done the research and stuff, research that um, uh, whether it's like reviews or test anything, peer to peer or whatever it is, yeah, actual reviews, yeah. For so sure. when they get the shoe, they actually want the shoe. Right, they're not just buying it for whatever yeah. reason, yeah. Mm. If they buy it and, you know, well, I guess this is the thought process. If it's too cheap, let's say we price it at 80 bucks. Yeah. Uh, you buy the shoe, you don't value the technology that's actually there. Right. It just becomes like an inferior product to you. Totally. And then you're going to look at the product and think it's inferior. Because of the price, because of the price yeah. point, yeah. The lightweightness will be deemed as like being cheap. Yeah. Because it's light. Yeah, not right? durable. But that's, that's not like, not the case. that's not the case, right? Right. Uh, we built it to be light for a reason. Very, very interesting. And that's part of its functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool. I, I I don't know. I'm very interested to see. This is a very holistic thought process. You have to come into. Like people don't understand the level of um, depth and intimacy you have to have with a product to like truly think about a product and like you said how is this going to engage a consumer's subconscious mind how is the market going to react to this then you talk about price points and that's not even talking about manufacturing like fuck there's a lot that goes in here right obviously and and maybe in 2018 where we're in an entrepreneurial age where it's cool to be an entrepreneur these are things that people just don't think about i can put entrepreneur in my instagram bio and all of a sudden woohoo right (laughs) people don't think about these type of things right what would you accredit? Obviously, there's a wealth of knowledge that you've just obviously just you know blessed us with, but there's a wealth of knowledge here that was acquired somewhere or maybe multiple places. Is there was it college? Was it a mentor? Like what really put you over the hump into being like you know no now I can run a successful company or now I can launch a successful product? Is there one thing you kind of accredit that to? Um, or a multitude of things? Just like curiosity, right? Uh, just like always be curious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the curious people that will go one step further to like understand like how that works, right? Like how is that water bottle? How did, how did you get the label on the water bottle? Right. right. So if you can visualize how that's done or you can go and there's a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're not, if you're not like a naturally curious person, uh, you're not going to want to figure out like, 
the intricacies of yeah. I think like as you build like that breadth of information, mm-hmm. did I say it right? Breadth. Yeah, breadth. absolutely. Yeah, okay. Breadth. So, yeah. Um, your mind will start connecting the pieces like innately. So just, um, let's say you're really into uh, cameras, sure, right? and you understand how a camera works, right? You can directly correlate that to, um, uh, maybe like photo sensors in cars for autonomous autonomous driving. But you'd have to be interested in in cameras cameras and like that as well and that the, the technology the, the of driving and driving autonomously like, yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. so uh or then understanding like uh like an rpm band in, in a car and how that relates to uh torque totally right? yeah but then visualize how the gear ratios work right uh, for that to actually curiosity can give you a holistic understanding of whatever you're trying to approach i get that i get that for sure i'd say that's a trait though would you say there's any experience or any person or any place like i know you uh university of victoria grad correct yeah 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 did was it university for you was it after university you graduated in 2012 correct 2012 2012 all right your uh linkedin's right (laughs) um was there a moment after that? Was there something in college? Victoria's great. I went there myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, you absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, after you. But um, yeah, no, never graduated, but, you know, got the job. <laughs> um, was there, like, for me, there was a point in college. Like, there was a point in college where I was like, I kind of, because I have a curious mind, that environment stimulated my mind to a certain point where I could put the pieces together, which, you know, essentially uh, led me to, dropping out and going and getting the job that I wanted after the degree. Right. However, it was that environment that fostered that. Would you say there, there may be a similar situation or not at all? Um, not necessarily saying dropping out, but a, a foster, uh, dropping out is not bad. Yeah. yeah well, I, you know, <laughs> uh, Bill Gates or whatever. There's, there's guys that, yeah. there's guys that drop out, but you're going to be very successful. Uh, apparently <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, I think if you, I, I finished because I guess I didn't know what I was going to do. For sure. Um, just surrounding yourself with like intelligent people, I think is, is real important. Finding, finding a good mentor mm-hmm. uh, who can kind of lead you down that path and uh, who has like done it, who has like experienced those, those hardships. Mm-hmm. And that person uh, can look back and basically point out the potholes uh, so you don't have to step in them and, trip and fall do it twice yeah yeah totally was there a person like that for you uh there's always people um but it just depends on like what stage of life you are at like currently so uh you can find you can have like a mentor that's say bill gates right sure but even if you asked him or he'll answer any any question like uh to the best of his ability like 100 percent honest uh, if you're starting like way down here and he's up here and you can't like whatever he tells you is not going to be of value to bring doesn't you up compute. to that level. It doesn't, it's a different language. It, yeah. You just don't understand it, right? Your, your mind will not process that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you need to find someone that's kind of where you want to, uh, be within like two steps. Right. See the, see the path that you want to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, find that person to bring you up to that next level. Right. 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 And like, hopefully you guys go up together, but. Um, you kind of hitch on and you continue to grow, continue to grow. And, you know, maybe you can find mentors together. Yeah. I think that's a, maybe that's a mistake. I've reached out to people that I had wanted as mentors and essentially 
um, that's a that was a misstep for me because those like those people were th- thirty steps ahead mm-hmm. as opposed to two or three, and, and you know they're giving me information, input, and knowledge, and you know communicating that with their actions and vocally, um, and I'm just not getting it because I'm just like I, like they're 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 literally speaking Greek, and and I'm over here speaking English and I can't understand what they're saying to me, yeah. and those actions don't necessarily make sense, um, and I remember you know being in situations where I'm like, you know. A mentor, mentor might sit down with me and say, listen, you're not going to get this right now, but just this is what's going to lead you up three steps. And then once you're up three steps, we can actually communicate mm-hmm. on, a, on a level that is um, that you know, is tangible for you, right? right? So there was, is there anyone you can point out or anybody that, you know, you don't have to say names or anything, but was there a stage where that was ne- really necessary for you? <laughs> Google's, Google's great. <laughs> yeah, Google's really good. Um, yeah. uh, for the first company, I just talked to a lot of people um so first company i made this company called uh nanotips right uh we made like a liquid solution that makes any glove touchscreen compatible and um spoke to a lot of scientists uh chemists yeah and they would like divulge a bunch of information i just go and like trying to understand that to the best of my ability if i didn't then you ask questions right so leading back to curiosity totally um there's a lot of people who are afraid to ask the right questions mm. and they'll sit there and they pretend to understand what you're saying uh but there's only one person that's that's missing out and it's the person that's not asking the questions right right so ask questions you have google you can ask um <laughs> google can point you to the right people or like linkedin or whoever like you reached out to a few mentors and mm-hmm. um yeah just surrounding yourself with like really intelligent people totally will always elevate you yeah, I mean, uh, and there's different types of intelligence too. I mean, um, you know, someone that uh, is obviously not a mentor, but someone that I look to as an icon in culture is, you know, a person like Elon Musk mm-hmm. that is obviously a thousand steps ahead of my current thought process. Um, but however, like, it, I almost look at those types of people or those types of mentors, if you will. And like, mentors is kind of a buzzword. Um, but those types of people as like just like lighthouses way down the road right. where it's just like we're going to kind of try to steer our ship in the right direction based off what this person's doing. And they're not they're not even communicating with me directly, yeah. but we're going to try to like find that uh, path to this shining light, if you will. Mm-hmm. Was there a person like that? I mean, for me, that person, you know, is Elon because of what he's doing in business and how he's, you know, disruptive technologies. Is there a person uh, like that for you, an icon, so to speak, that you're uh, look to, you know, look to essentially? Yeah, I love what Elon is doing. Uh, Ray, Ray Dalio is really good. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Ray Dalio. He owns a. a it's, called, it's called Blackwater. Why do I not know that? Oh uh, Ray Dalio is in a, a, like the investment. He has. He runs the biggest hedge fund in the world. Okay. Yes, I should know this, but yes, please. Uh, yeah. But he, his understanding of markets is like. He's a mathematician. No, he's by not. trade. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Whatever. Bridgewater. Oh, Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Sorry. Thank no, you. Blackwater. Yeah. yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and right now he's he's been putting up a lot of videos mm. uh, because like he sees himself at that stage of his life where he's like, um, I guess reinvesting his information back to like the next generation. Yeah. Huh. He he calls it like a. It's like three stages to life, and he's like kind of on the last stage. Yeah. Uh, very cool yeah so he's he's op- he's an open book um yeah elon's 
Elon's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw. What did I see? I think I saw on your Instagram. You have a. Do you have a flamethrower? Is that what I saw? I see someone oh, with yeah. a flamethrower. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, got a flamethrower. Not a flamethrower. Sorry, it's not. Um, a, it's, it's not a. Flame it's thrower. not a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. It's a flamethrower. <laughs> what is it? What do they uh, sell it as? Did you have one? I have one. Yeah. Oh, it's my car. We took oh, it fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what? Uh, what do they sell it as? It's. 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 Is it sold as not a flamethrower? What is it? Sorry. Yeah, what? it's sold as not a flamethrower. Um, <laughs> no, we'll bring it. We'll bring it out. We'll, we'll bring it out. We'll, we'll bring it out for it's, sure. It's, it's pretty funny. W- 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 why buy one? And how cool is it? <laughs> like, what's the what's the point yeah, of not a flamethrower? Uh, that was like a very impulsive purchase. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no so shit. I'll walk you through like. So I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh shit, that's really cool. It has to be fake, right? Yeah. Um, so I do like a quick like minute search on like if it's real or not. People yeah. said it's real, so. Uh, I googled like how much a flamethrower costs. It was like fifteen hundred bucks. And how much is this one? It was five hundred. What? So I was like, all right, uh, it's Elon. I gotta buy it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Elon. Part. I gotta buy it. Do you drive a Tesla? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. So I made the purchase. Nice. Uh, I like it. Yeah, but it shipped in like, I I, I like just got it. Um, Sweet. So it's still a fun toy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> Shoots flames. I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's no real practical use for it. Um, I'm surprised there's not like regulations around that. But oh yeah, the the flame is pretty short. It's like three feet. Well, well, that's a meter. So like yeah. decent. But you can you can look like real flamethrowers or holy shit, that's like 30, 40, 50 feet. Okay. So. All right. Fair enough. No, I get it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Like it's it's a domestic flamethrower. Yeah. If you it's will. like uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one for, one for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> um on that um what do you see um from the uh information you're getting and the culture that we exist in you know 2018 was a crazy year um you know we had trends like you know veganism and vegetarianism come in obviously you have an all vegan shoe pretty kick ass (laughs) um you know economically you know there's there's global trade wars going on there's Mm -hmm. so much technology is being disruptive ai is incredible blockchain is incredible we have there's been it seems like within the last 18 months we've had so much introduced into our world that it's just been incredibly disruptive elon being one of those figures what do you see in your mind is there any like macro trends or anything that's really on your radar that you're trying to focus on a little bit more in in 2019 and 20 this actually might be coming out on, on new year's day so that's a great question um um, but do we? Is there anything like 2019, 2020, 2021 that's really on your radar? Uh, not well. The recession coming up. Uh, <sighs> yes, that's gonna be fun. So going cash, uh, cash is good. Yes, cash is great. Uh, buy some property. You'll see how it, see how the economy goes. Um, I think this recession is is gonna be an interesting one because. Um, like we're in a time where where like we have two superpowers like we have uh, America and, and China and then China teaming up with Russia, um, yeah, and they're kind of butting heads right now. Yeah. So usually when that's happened in the past, like you have world wars break out. Yep. Right. You have one country that's suffering a bit more. You blame the other country and, and you like yeah you fight about it. Right. Well, all of a sudden they have planes in Venezuela mm-hmm. and you know things. Yeah. But I think. Um, <clears throat> It's kind of already happening right now through trade wars. Yeah, uh, we we can't like we can't go through like a nuclear warfare. We just like end end everyone, right? So we're <laughs> yeah. at that stage. It, it's not going to work. Yeah, but economic warfare, uh, you can you can crush a country 
pretty pretty bad. Well, I mean, yeah, tariffs are going from ten percent, I believe, up to twenty five percent on China. Um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was, I, I might be making those numbers up, but it's something around there. Um, yeah, an additional like twenty five percent. An additional twenty five percent. It's it's unreal. Things, yeah, that's like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's hard to even fathom. And uh, you know, the, one of the things that's different, I think, in, in my perspective is we everyone sees this one coming. Like, like yeah, so we're usually, aware. Usually, it doesn't come when when everyone sees it. Exactly. Um, and there, I mean, obviously, there's you know, Trump kind of has set off. Um, I gotta be careful what I say because you know this is my field. Right. Um, but you know, the, Trump has kind of set off a, a little bit of a, a time bomb um, in terms of policies and whatnot. So it, I just, you know, whenever it does come or however it does come, maybe it's a bad time to be a startup. No. <laughs> yeah um yeah we'll see how we like we'll go like we're we have a good cash cycle uh within our company so i'm not not too worried Do, uh cash cycle let's try that for someone who doesn't know what that uh, is like cash so like um because we're direct to consumer we get paid out immediately so we can use that uh, and then we have good like very favorable uh payment terms with our factory okay uh so it, gives us so you can pivot quickly if needed yeah got yeah. you so we can do that got um, you but i guess like ai is 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 interesting uh all that machine learning in the world of like superpowers i think china has really already won uh and they'll be like the next like they'll be the most dominant force with it for the next like 50 years yeah it's crazy have you heard of singularity net at all no, I haven't. There's, uh, yeah. Well, it's it, it, trust so, me. I don't want to make what this is a three-hour podcast. It's 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 integration. It's um, ethical machine learning um, mm. integrated with blockchain technology. Okay. Um, I'm gonna leave it there because <laughs> that's yeah. a long conversation. Yeah. Um, that I'm frankly not knowledgeable enough. But there's a lot of new companies and there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of technology to be discovered, and um, that singularity is a lot about rather than um. For those that don't know machine learning, you essentially um, give a computer a set of information to learn from, and then you know make uh, judgments based off that. Is it, would that be somewhat of a uh, yeah? You you have to you have to teach this machine. You, you just you apply like inputs. And you then, give a learning set. Yeah. Right. So rather than um, giving it a learning set, it's Singularity Net and and the the concept behind ethical um, uh, artificial intelligence is we want to treat it less like a set of codes and more like a child where it's going to grow. So what's ethical for us now is not going to be what's ethical for us in 20 years. What's ethical, what was ethical, you know, a hundred years ago is so far from what is ethical now. So it's not so much about, okay, this is what's ethical now, learn this. Um, It's okay. How can we learn and grow with this machine or set of code to like build out something that's malleable, and so we can change as we, as a human race, change, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very interesting and paramount for like our survival as humans, right? Because at some point we won't align with our own morals as we almost always never do, and you know that uh, machine, if you will, might recognize that. I don't know how deep you got into the artificial intelligence hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh- not not that deep, but uh, <laughs> it's good. I, I like the machine learning aspect, though. But, totally. Uh, I guess like why why I said uh, I think China's already won in this like whole superpower race is because they have connected information. Mm. Um, 
So you're talking about like data sets being applied to the machine. Uh, and then we're both on level playing fields, uh, America and, and China. Uh, they just have more information to feed the machine. Right. They have 1.3 billion people and everyone uses their phones Yeah. Uh, for payment processing. Um, there's cameras everywhere. You can spot any type of trend. That machine knows more information about yourself than you actually know about yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. imagine all that information being fed into that one machine. Uh, that machine is able to predict like economic trends. Where in the states uh, we have um, we have these walls built up, right? Like Google doesn't talk to Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, talk to Apple, yeah, Apple. Yeah, yeah. All these things are, are disconnected. NSA yeah. doesn't talk to anyone else. Yeah. Right. But in the opposite of thing, like the other side of the world, everything speaks together. Right. Right. So. And they also have technology that they use uh, much more vertically. Like, uh, is it WeChat? Yeah, no. WeChat. Is it WeChat? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, I don't have WeChat. I don't understand it at all. Com- I, completely connected, right? right. Like, um, WeChat is a social... Define it, that, sorry. It's, it's like, I guess it's like um, WhatsApp, Facebook mixed together. And it's but payments as well. Payments as well. Right. Um, you can order anything on there. Fucking crazy. Um, they're all connected, right? Like, all the data is being shared. Yeah. Because China has that that type of ecosystem, yeah. and in a world where uh, the next um, the next superpower is about to rise up, uh, in in all of history, there's always been like one type of like technological advancement that put another country up up on top. Yeah, now, if you yeah competing against like information machines, um, one week is like the equivalent of like twenty thousand years. Yeah, of like advanced knowledge. Crazy. So they have that much more like even if like the america america decides to um open up the gates and and feed all this information to this one machine they're going to be like they gonna be like a million years behind <sighs> yeah it's crazy um, so they can predict like new economic trends like how to manipulate them yeah um how to vary interest rates and loan rates and stuff like that or well it's, it's gonna go way beyond that right because right. like those are only that's like, super surface those level. Are, like two yeah. levels right that's like two, the, yeah. two levers but, yeah yeah, that's kind of thing. Um, if you look back in history, it's like the the British had gunpowder and they fucked up the rest of the world <laughs> and they went and colonized everyone. Yeah. But then, um, like, America had uh, nuclear warheads. So then they were the next superpower for a while. Right. right. And then you had also the British before, they had, um, they had steel ships. Right. And they fucked up China pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and then in all these economies, like, uh, all throughout history, you have these, like, one superpowers or you have the superpowers that um, they're so locked into them being like the best in the world that they're they're too slow to change right. the new technology, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what happened with the states, which is kind of sad, but the political system didn't change with like the advent of social media, right? So we can go and we can manipulate like how that media works and now Trump is elected. Mm-hmm. Um, so with with that type of like democracy you go four years down one path but then uh because uh polarity works the best in in the political game yeah um you go like four years back right so you don't you don't make any movement you don't actually progress like it goes democrat republican democrat yeah. republican yeah. and they try and tear everything that the other person did yeah uh, in the past right there's a broken political system no doubt so that political system is typically like a gen like a very old system yeah uh, it worked for getting them from uh, like the like the like the 30s onwards through the entire like industrial revolution. Yeah, but it's not working now. today. 
right? Yeah. And for that to, to change, it, it generally takes a country to fail yeah. before they actually make that move. You look at China, uh, they, they were like dominant for like thousands of years. Yeah. And wow. then they had to collapse before they like reformed. Yeah, as I a think superpower, that yeah. they've reformed in a way where um, they reformed to like within the advent of uh, this whole new social like uh, technology. Right. Uh, so their political system can move and, and like vary in that way. Um, um, which so. puts them 50 years ahead. And again, time is of the essence, right? This isn't like this thing where... Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think, so that whole race is over, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, it's already won. It's already won, right? And it's, it's meanwhile, like, we're thinking it's just starting. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's already over because all that information, that those machines, there's there's no cap on it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If they're always processing, processing this information, like 24-7, seven days a week, um, and they, they can do it like, like multitudes faster than, than what you and I can. Yeah. Um, it's exponential. It's yeah. It's like taking like a, a caveman and feeding it with like all this technology, but like the machine is thinking like in present day. Yeah. That's kind of like yeah. I think where we'll go. Crazy. Um, I think like the next technological advancement will be like the space race. Yeah. So Elon's pushing that forward. I mean, if we can get to Mars first, then. Well, yeah, uh, people are trying to get back to the moon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. So. I mean, we we just went through a dark age there too. You know, it's like when you just said, uh, you know, feeding all this information to a uh, a caveman. What just came to my head was a congressman actually um, questioning uh, Google CEO and Mark Zuckerberg. Right. I remember. I don't know if you saw that at all. Those clips where it's just like, so if I take my phone and I walk over there. Does Google know that? And he's just like, well, it depends. Like, you might have an app that you opted in so you can see location services. And like, no, you're not understanding my question. You make $100 million a year. I think you can answer this question. And it's just like, it was like, you don't get it. <laughs> you have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. The, the, the political system is like, it's run by old people, right? Yeah. And the old people, like, so I, I always see, I guess there's like two ways of aging. You age physically. So biologically, like you deteriorate uh, less red blood cells, all this stuff. Um, and then you age mentally, right? Yeah. So it comes to a point where your brain will stop taking in like new information, uh, or it doesn't want to, it can't process that new stuff. I think that usually happens or it starts to happen when you have kids, uh, because, Ooh. uh, it's just, we're, we're just humans, right? Um, uh, how we've like succeeded to like live on through these thousands of years is like storytelling and like passing up information. So when you have kids, um, your previous life before that, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's set. Like you've, you've made it, you've like completed. you've, you've yeah. completed, yeah. like now you have an offspring and then now you are trying to feed that information back to your, to your child. So wow. uh, your mind is like less malleable. Yeah. Um, your reptilian brain has changed. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, obviously if you like, uh, you educate yourself further and further along, uh, you can still grow mentally. I've seen like, 70 year olds like use their phones like yeah. better than my parents for example totally um hmm that's fucking interesting man i never thought about it that way i don't uh i have no kids on the horizon no <laughs> kids right now so i'm all good but um i, I can know, totally fa- understand fa- that fact check for sure I, I don't, well I don't no like that makes yeah like i'm totally a fact check guy but like at the end of the day logically that makes sense i think a lot of things in life actually do come down to just like how well can you um think about things on a first principles basis mm. elon again um 
And how well can you reason with that um, with that information that you get from processing things on a first principles basis, right? Like things maybe aren't as complicated. Um, they obviously are, but on the surface level. And then how can you, like, what's your uh, methodology in processing that information that you get, if, if that makes any sense? I think that um, just simply saying that if you have a child, then just naturally your main objective is no longer growth personally it's external growth in your child Mm -hmm. so that makes you know you become a teacher right rather than a student how much can we bypass that very interesting have you heard of neuronet obviously you have no yeah yes okay god damn this guy (laughs) you have to have yeah um that's wow uh the wizard hat i think that's what they call it now Uh, that's the nickname for it uh will you be one of the first to get it in uh, probably be an early, probably early, not the first, an but, early yeah. adopter. You'll be an early adopter. <laughs> nah, yeah, maybe, maybe kind of on that like first hockey stick trend, but uh. yeah, yeah, interesting, huh? Crazy. Yeah. You know, that's a that's almost a, a conversation for another day because that'll go deep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's like evolution, right? Like that's uh, that's how we evolve past like physical bodies, and and beyond that, there's there's all these ethical. Uh, questions questions and conversations it's like oh well are you really human still right but i mean if you don't keep up with advancement yeah this is like the the logical process of like how we're we're going to evolve yeah how we're going to process more information and and like be like Mm multi-planetary um there's a uh there's a physicist japanese i forgot his name but um all good yeah, he talks about like the the different stages of humanity or like uh, like life, yeah, and and how they survive. And there's, I think it's like the third stage where you come to the point where you can like have mass extinction extinction if, uh, let's say, uh, so we have like nuclear warfare, right? Right. Um, so if we bypass that. We get to the like the fourth stage almost where it's, uh, we figure out how to live like uh infinitely if nothing comes and like kills us right right so like biologically we can maintain and like we can live a very long life mm-hmm. um and then beyond that you have to be multi-planetary yeah um so we're kind of in like the three fourth stage right now uh, how close is that pivot so like i think machines will get us like exponential like we'll be we'll, we'll be like yeah, we, 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 like I guess we wouldn't be like our current like human form, but if you look at um, like the Neanderthals, right? Like, well, actually, I, I don't know too much about them, but like they couldn't comprehend the information that we have right now. Yeah, like it just there's no there's no connection. You don't you don't have to go Neanderthal. You can go to the you know industrial revolution. Oh yeah, yeah. You, like you can go a couple years ago. That's also like going back to like uh, the, that whole mentor thing that we had. It's like right. if you're at this level and, and you're up here, it, it doesn't make sense for you to divulge information to this guy because right. he just doesn't understand doesn't, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Or there's the other there's the other topic where it's like, oh, would you give electricity to an ant an ant hill? Right. It's a full civilization in there. Yeah. But they would know nothing of like how to actually use that. Yeah. Right. You give them water, they're, they're gonna think you're. It's chaos, right? Yeah, yeah, you're killing um, them. Yeah. So, hmm. very fucking interesting, man. I've also heard it. Um, uh, technology integration as 
the fourth layer of our brain right um that uh you know we've had if you look at you know our evolution from monkeys essentially mm-hmm. um and apes to now uh there's been a specific point where our brain has expanded um, in order for us to reach the next level, if you will, of civilization. And that this, you know, technology integration might just be the fourth layer of our brain um, that we get to. Um, Dude, that's a super deep conversation. (laughs) And uh, it's it's one that, you know, I'd love to, you know, go on about in depth. There's a, I think there's a lot of trends that probably both of us are paying attention to um, that are great discussion. Uh, and maybe we can have you on one time as, you know, not a, not a founder, not a, a businessman, but more of a, a philosopher, if you will, sure. okay. um, or, uh, you know, someone that, uh, likes to talk about the future, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, but dude, Tony, you're, listen, you're a super intelligent guy. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I, we've gone over whatever we said we were going to do. I know that. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I want to get out and, uh, and try that fucking flamethrower out. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for now where, uh, how, if we want to go out and buy this product, we can do it through www.vessifootwear.com. Vessifootwear.com. So, V-E-S-S-I and then footwear.com. Dot com. Dot com. Um, if you want to, if you want to sell us Vessi.com, we'll take that. <laughs> um, for sure. Boom. Right there for you guys that are watching on YouTube. Um, Vessi, boom, boom, boom. Footwork Canada. You guys ship internationally. Yep. We do. Um, pretty low price point in my opinion. Um, and your second Kickstarter campaign is still live. Still live. Still yeah. Live. We're up for another 32 days. Another for 32 days. So go, get out there and uh, I'm sure you have some perks for your early investors or. Yeah, absolutely. D- discounted prices. Discounted prices. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. Super kick ass. Tony, thank you for your time. I We're definitely going to have you on and, and to talk these uh, uh, futuristic uh, conversations, cool. if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, buddy. Thanks, Charles. Awesome. Bye.